Welcome to Politicus, the only podcast that discusses politics and public service from the Portuguese-American perspective. Here we discuss everything from federal policy, local issues, and U.S.-Portugal relations with the goal of driving more discussion and awareness of the issues affecting our nation, our community, and what we as Portuguese-Americans can do about it. And now, Politicus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Politicus. I'm Angela Samos, and I'm here with my co-host, Denise Borges. Hey, Denise, how are you? I'm great. And yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. So we are here with an old friend of mine, Paul Pereira from San Jose, California. How are you, Paul? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me today. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for joining us. So um, anxious to hear your your story. So for those of you listening, Paul is Director of Community, Neighborhoods, Quality of Life and Public Safety for San Jose, California, and works a lot directly with the mayor, Sam Licardo. And so we're going to talk to him about you know, his background and how he got into this position. And then also, uh, you know, the Portuguese community here in San Jose, because it is one of our larger communities here in California. And, you know, the purpose of our, our conversations here are usually to explore uh, why people are involved in public service, the different kinds of, or the different ways to get involved in public service. So, so I think it, actually you're our first non like elected public official or oh, appointed wow. public I'm, official, yeah, <laughs> which is, yeah, which is great because that's one of the things we want to showcase is that when people think of public service or getting involved in politics, they always say, "Well, I'm never going to run." Well, you don't have to run in order to to get involved and make a difference. So why don't we just kick it off with uh, you telling us a little about your background and how you got to be where you are? Sure. Well, thank you. I. Um was originally born in Massachusetts, um, in Taunton, and came out with my family to San Jose when uh, I was four. And um, for a little bit grew up around Five Wounds and then in other parts of San Jose. But uh, my parents were always involved in different aspects of the Portuguese community. But I think more so they really gave me a sense uh, a, a sense of appreciation that as immigrants and as sort of the the torchbearers of this um, marathon of our of our common story of being Portuguese and also being American, that um, you know I, I feel that we were handed something very important, which is our heritage. But at the same time, that we should be giving back to our community. And even when I was in junior high and high school, there were a lot of um, volunteer things that I wanted to do and uh, stayed involved in the community. And then about 17 years ago now, there was an opportunity to come work for the city, uh, San Jose. And I did that and worked with the neighborhoods. And I felt honored because I was working in the, um, the thing that drew me at the time is I was going to get the chance to work in the area around Five Wounds Church. And I had been involved in POSU and the um, Portuguese Heritage Society of California and the, the Portuguese Museum and other things. And I thought this was a really great opportunity to not just give back to the community, but to also um, do so sort of from the perspective of being on the inside. And I, I, I think that in particular, we're at an interesting crossroads in the little Portugal area of San Jose. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of potential development that's going to be happening around the future BART station, and it could either be a really great opportunity to showcase little Portugal to the world in the Bay Area, or we could let the development happen around us. And there's a few key people in the community who recognize that we need to um, hold the city to, to some development standards 
and at the same time respect the the heritage and the history of the Portuguese community. And um, I uh, I feel sort of uh, it's my responsibility to keep my um, ear to the ground on that and mm-hmm. and try to stay on as a as an internal advocate to make sure that we're not we're not swaying from that. And with regards to to that, you know, so you said there's a few key individuals in the community that see, you know, the need to to maintain the quality of this BART station and and really showcase Little Portugal. But how do you or or have we, you know, involved the community, the Portuguese community? What's the response been like? Do you see that people are wanting to get involved to maintain it? I mean. I saw from a very uh, peripheral view when it when there was a survey online for naming the the bar station mm-hmm. and it, so it was literally a community vote and I think little Portugal won right. Um, yeah, that's correct. So yeah, so we we came, we came out for that, which was great. But how do you how do you view the community participation otherwise? What what needs to happen there? Well, so uh, about about seventeen years ago, we were holding a series of community meetings to first start thinking about the planning of the BART station. And, um, uh, you know, it's been hit and miss. There were a couple of times where we realized that we would plan a community workshop where it was important for the community to give input. And I, I myself personally would go door to door and encourage people in the Portuguese community to come out and give their input. And then we'd find out that it, it just so happened that there was a soccer uh, a major soccer match that ended up being scheduled that same day. And like, no one would show up. <laughs> I remember one time we had, uh, we had a workshop at one of the, at a, at a Portuguese band hall. And then at one of the other band halls, everyone was there. We had like no Portuguese show up at a workshop, but then everyone showed up uh, right nearby to go watch the soccer match. So there have been other times though, where there's been a lot of input and it's been great. And um, I'm proud of the fact that originally uh, BART and, and the VTA engineers, they wanted something to look really modern and something that was out of scale of, of the neighborhood. And they wanted it to be like 17 acre parking lot. And we, at the time, um, working with some neighborhood leaders and some community leaders like uh, David Vieira and some other folks um, in the Portuguese community, we, we actually got kids who were involved at Five Wounds Church, who some of them I had been teaching as part of the confirmation program. And we had them take cameras and walk around the neighborhood and tell us what their vision was. And a lot of them came back with the idea that has actually stuck to this day, which is um, it really should look like some of the plazas that you see in the Azores or or in Lisbon, um, where you the BART station is surrounded by some nice development that has um, a uh, Mediterranean feel that kind of matches the right. Five Church, and and then there's a there's a central plaza, and um, people can use the plaza to get to the underground um, station that'll be there, so it doesn't impact the community because originally the BART station was going to be above ground and it was basically going to slice through uh, you. It would, it would basically, it would create a shadow essentially over five Winds church. And we didn't want to go for that. Um, so I, I give credit to a lot of the young people who now are adults and who now mm-hmm. have kids. And, and at the time we told them, we said, you know, you have to understand that the vision that you have today is not really for you to enjoy as a young person. It's for your kids because these things take like 20 years. And here <laughs> we are now almost 20 years later. Years later and yeah. yeah. And Barry is about to open and we're refining and finalizing the vision for what the station around the BART station around Five Winds Church is going to look like. And there's going to be a huge opportunity to to showcase it, like I said, and to bring in people 
from all over the Bay Area and um, to connect them with, with Little Portugal. Well, uh, when it comes to the, um, the public service, and as Angela mentioned in the opening, we have concentrated on a lot of elected officials. You are a non-elected official. It's uh, obviously a position that uh, is a career position with the city of San Jose. How do you see uh, and the presence of Portuguese Americans, of Americans of Portuguese heritage in the, such offices as yours, where uh, it may not be an elected position, but it's a very responsible position. It's a position that offers lots of opportunities uh, to work uh, in the political uh, arena, but uh, not subject to an election every four years. And so, um, first of all, how do you see the, the Portuguese-American community and, and younger Portuguese-Americans, your generation younger, getting involved and uh, actually thinking a little bit beyond the box of just, well, if I want to have some kind of an impact? I uh, can only do that through you know, the electoral, electoral process. What is the importance yeah. of being behind the scenes in doing that work? Well, I think one of the things that not a lot of people are aware of is that there's actually a lot of Portuguese people who work for the city. Besides myself, there's actually another um, uh, full-blooded Portuguese person who works for the mayor, and then another person who's half Portuguese. So mayor has two and a half people, essentially, who are of Portuguese <laughs> descent on, on staff. And he's actually, the mayor, Licardo himself, is 116th Portuguese. He has traces <laughs> back his lineage to where there's, I believe it's his great-great-grandmother um, was was Portuguese. And so it's, it's just, it's interesting, but we, I, I've encountered at least three dozen different, um, employees in the city who do everything from working for transportation to code enforcement, to working on, uh, the environment. And, um, there's this real sense that when you start talking to them about, um, being Portuguese, that there's, and, and working with the Portuguese community that they do want to give back. I think that one of the things that really kind of highlights how important that is, is uh, this past February, we had that devastating flood in uh, in San Jose where we had 20,000 people that were evacuated and 1,400 homes that were inundated with water. And the city recognized that this really impacted the Little Portugal area. And um, they we, we actually called upon other city employees who spoke Portuguese. And they went out with myself. We went out for several days and knocked on doors and talked to people in Portuguese. And I think that that's critical. We don't we don't think about how important that is, but when you have a situation like a flood or something that's imminent, we need to be able to make sure that we're both linguistically and culturally sensitive. Having people who work for the city who we can come together and um, respond is is I think pretty important and amazing. And I know that there were a number of people who were Portuguese seniors in the area around. Kosu and uh, Five Wounds Church, who were extremely thankful because they just they didn't understand what assistance they could get or what they could do. One thing also uh, within the Portuguese American community, and we have you know a large community in California, about four hundred thousand of us according to the to the census. However, there aren't you know the numbers in in elected positions sometimes aren't the numbers that we need, um, and especially when it comes to larger areas. Have you seen uh, in your generation or the generations around uh, the Portuguese American community in the area, in the San Jose area, in the Bay Area in general, that you have contact with? Have you seen a little bit more interest in getting involved? 
Um, I've, I've seen an a, a, a increased interest in being involved, sort of like what I'm doing where we're doing some management or some opportunities behind the scenes in terms of public service. I, I, I've talked to a few people who have kind of expressed that in the future they might be interested in running for office, but at the moment they're they're thinking about how they can stay involved, like I said, behind the scenes. I, I think one of the dilemmas that a lot of us face is that um, I, I think it's just sort of our nature that as um, Portuguese, we're kind of told to stay silent and to be a little bit insular and mm-hmm. um, to not sort of uh, rock the boat, if you will. Right, right. And if you're going to run for elected office or be involved in politics, uh, you have to be willing to to take a position, and um, that means uh, you know you're you're going to upset people, and that's sort of not in our nature. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a that's a cultural thing that we have to be willing to understand that that's that's part of the politics of of how we do things in California, and uh, we have to be okay with that. One question also in regards to the Portuguese American community. I know we're talking a little bit more about public service, but I think it kind of like Angela said also in the opening, I think the two go hand in hand. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously there's been much changes in the Portuguese American community throughout the state of California. And uh, if there's been one area that there's been many changes has been in the San Jose area, especially because of the growth of the city. The city is what, about a million people, if I'm not mistaken, Paul? Correct. Yeah, about um, almost 1.1 now. Correct. So the largest community, as Angela said, uh, or one of the largest concentrations of Portuguese Americans in California used to be in San Jose before it reached uh, that such, you know, big numbers. So we're talking about, you know, 35, 40 years ago when San Jose didn't have, you know, quite the population. Today, you know, there's still a large community, but the community has dispersed. Uh, little Portugal is not the little Portugal that it was 25, 30 years ago. And so how do you see the community coming together to kind of, in your perspective, and as you said, your parents were involved uh, in different aspects of the community, yourself, you know, through the community outreach that you do for the city. I'm sure you have uh, uh, quite a pulse on what's going on in the Portuguese American community. How do you see the community transforming into the 21st century a community that hasn't had any immigration in the last 30 years, basically, and that um, has also changed where they live. Uh, they no longer live in the same uh, neighborhoods that they lived in San Jose. People have diversified quite a bit. So in your opinion, what do you see are some of the steps that are going to be maybe needed to take forth uh, for the community to adapt to a, a, what essentially is not the same community that it was 25 or 30 years ago? Yeah, I, I think there's been um, there's there's different ways of looking at it. On the one hand, people can can sort of have suvadge, if you will, about um, how close knit geographically the the Portuguese community used to be around Thirty Third and Allen Rock Avenue and Little Portugal, and and I respect that, and I, I completely saw that that did change. Although I will say that I've encountered more and more lately that people are. Um, I, I'm seeing and, and meeting new people who are moving into that area who are recent arrivals from parts of Brazil. So I, I think that, you know, and, and that's sort of testament when you go to Bacalha Grill or, or the Trade Right Market and you're seeing more and more Brazilian products uh, along with Portuguese products. And I think we have to um, embrace that a little bit. But w- w- one of the things, while we're not as geographically centralized as we used to be in San Jose, we're still big in numbers. And fortunately, I think because of the internet and Facebook and other other things that we have in terms of social media and digital media, um, it's, it's also stitching people back together. And there's multiple people that I encounter 
who I, I will definitely say that there's pockets of San Jose where you get the sense that they, the older uh, Portuguese community, the seniors are still living in the area around Five Wounds Church and, mm-hmm. and McKee mm-hmm. and 33rd and their, their children have moved into other pockets. And, and yet it's interesting because they, while they're not necessarily involved at such a larger city level, I'm finding more and more that there are these pockets of people who are suddenly involved who are um, of Portuguese descent, who are involved in their neighborhoods. And so, like, for example, in the, in the vicinity of the Alum Rock Village, the other day we were having a, a an event, and I discovered that half the people who were involved seemed to be either of Portuguese or Brazilian descent. And then um, there's a, another neighborhood around Mount Pleasant High School where there's a large Portuguese population, and, and there are children of, of parents who live in the area around Five Winds Church. So I, I see that people moved but they didn't move too far away and they're still involved and they're, they're interested and the uh, digital and social media are, are reacquainting people with their culture and, and their heritage. And I think that that's, that's a very important thing. And it, it gives us an opportunity to, as, as Angela was giving the example, when you, you want to give input on um, a BART station that people can come together and do that. So we talked a little bit about the BART station as one one example um, where, you know, we can have an impact in maintaining this, the Portuguese presence, if you will, in a, in a community. Um, are there other issues or initiatives or things that are um, more specific to the Portuguese community? Or because you've been mentioning how you're seeing more Portuguese get involved in communities in general. Um, so is it that are there issues that are specific to the Portuguese community, or is it just more that people are getting involved and they're, they're caring more about, you know, the state of their parks or their schools or language or things like that? Like, where are you seeing people uh, spend all of their effort? It's a, it's a little bit of the latter, where people realize that um, their parks and schools and community centers, they want to be involved, and then they realize that there's a common element where um, several of them are, are Portuguese and they're, they're being involved in that. But at a citywide level, there's also a topic that's very important to people recently, which is um, uh, issue of immigration. And I, I, sometimes I get really surprised at uh, finding out that there's, there's still quite a lot of people who immigrated to San Jose and they never actually became citizens. They're still holding green cards and there's challenges with that. And um, it's, it's a, it's a huge priority for the mayor and for the city council to encourage people and to help them uh, to even consider dual citizenship Um, just because, you know, the, the status of, of how things are now not having a U.S. citizenship, it's not exactly a stabilizing situation. (laughs) So we're, we're encouraging people, People to uh, to consider that, and we appreciate we've reached out to the new uh, Consul General Cardozo, and and looking at opportunities um, not just with the Portuguese community, but all of our immigrant communities. And um, when we have had a couple of workshops or whatnot um, in in the Roosevelt area, which includes the Five Wounds area, we have had some Portuguese people turn out, and so I, I appreciate that people that that's on their radar and they are responding to that. That's awesome. So it's funny that um, you mentioned the immigration and and citizenship status, because I think when people think of immigration in the Portuguese community, we think, oh, it's it's no longer an issue for us because we don't have a lot of immigrants anymore. But here we are talking about, well, it's kind of a, a remnant issue of people that came here and have been here for maybe 30, 40 years and never 
completed the, the process of becoming a citizen, um, whether that was because they didn't want to or maybe the process took too long. So are there, yeah, POSU is one of those organizations that I think helps with that effort. Is that, that's correct, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you're absolutely right. I've been stunned, like you said, uh, that to, to I've encountered seniors who have basically just said, I never became a citizen of, of the United States because I felt like I needed to stay loyal to Portugal. And so, you know, we, like I said, we encourage dual citizenship, but we also encounter people who they're in their sixties. And then now they're just now being questioned because they had a parking ticket from like 20 years ago. And that's, that's, we don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> um, so we, we do have an office of immigrant affairs and uh, a policy where we, as a city welcome everyone. And um, we are trying to get people to um, understand the importance of, of even considering a dual citizenship. Right. And, and plus has been extremely helpful with that. Um, there have I've been unfortunately a couple of, of negative cases where things have come up where people could potentially, and in some cases were um, sent back, which is the last thing we wanted to do, break up families. And it's gotten to the point where we've had to involve um, our local representatives from Congress and they've helped us in intervening and, and keeping families intact. And that's critical. And uh, we definitely encourage people to, to stay in contact with POSU and, uh, make appointments with the, with the council general when they, um, when they come down, um, and, and think about that, that that's a, that can be a, a, a challenge to their life that is unexpected, but that they have to respond to. Paul, uh, getting back to the political aspect of the city of San Jose and, and the Portuguese American community, what is, uh, in your opinion, uh, as a member of the Portuguese American community in the San Jose city area, what, uh, how, how much of a political clout do, does the Portuguese American community have in terms of vote? And I mentioned that because, as you said, it's a large community, but uh, according to the census, it's around 10,000 people in the city of a million. So how, how much clout does the Portuguese American community have? That would be the first part of the question. And the second part, if any Portuguese American in the city of San Jose would be interested in running, they would definitely have to forge some very strong ties and relationships with other communities, correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely, Denise. And, and I think to answer the first question, I, I think one of the things that's helpful in, in San Jose, well over 30 years ago now, San Jose switched from uh, general elections to district elections. And we have 10 mm -hmm. council districts in the city and two of the 10 districts have a, a sizable Portuguese population. And so that makes it so that they can be heard. And that was the intent of the district elections is recognizing that there's diversity throughout the whole city. And by um, allowing ourselves to look at things from district perspectives, it helps people have a stronger voice. And um, those two districts, they definitely have the, um, the ear of the council member. So the, and, the Portuguese have some influence in those two districts. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And so I think that that's um, by by nature of design of going to the district elections instead of it, as to your point, instead of it being 10,000. And I believe it's actually about another 10,000 that are of Portuguese descent. So you've got about 20,000 people who, instead of being within a, a, a city of a million and, and 100,000, 1.1 million, they're really just 
in a district of about a hundred thousand, and then you you've got more of an ear that way, um, which I think is important because, as I said, as we're talking about BART and um, things that are going on along Allen Rock Avenue in the Little Portugal area, um, it's important and critical for people to to be able to reach out to a representative, so you're not lost in this larger. Uh, amount of, of of the population in San Jose, I think if people are considering running, I, I agree with you 100%. They need to consider that they're part of a, a large, diverse uh, uh, community. San, the city of San Jose has over 58 languages that we know of at the moment that are spoken in San Jose by by immigrant groups. Um, that says a lot. <laughs> uh, very diverse. It's it's clearly one of the most diverse places in, in in the planet, and at the same time, it's also um, like most of the Bay Area has uh, one of the largest amounts of individuals with higher education degrees. So we've got a very diverse but very educated and knowledgeable. Um, community that want to think about opportunities. And there's this sense of um, how can we work together and also how can we make opportunity happen so that we can all be prosperous. Uh, I think people need to have that mindset if they're thinking about running for office and that that's the mindset of a lot of people in the city right now. So we are coming up at our, our time here, but just a, a couple of final questions. One is, so we talked about sort of your advice on if you were going to run for office and, and uh, you know, what you'd need to do there. If someone's not interested in running for an office per se, even, even you know, city council or school board, but they want to get involved somehow, what would you recommend that they look into or what would you recommend they do? Well, if they um, if they want to work for the city, there there we I totally encourage that. We actually have over 700 vacancies right now, um, and they can go to SanJoseCA.gov. And um, although there's only about 30 positions that are listed, they can go ahead and fill in their information and submit a, a resume, and um, they're hopefully will be a match and they can get information about some positions that are either open or that are coming up. And that's a great way to be involved um, at uh, the local level. And if it's not San Jose, there's other cities that they can be involved in. The other thing that I would, I would certainly tell people is to get involved at their, um, at the school level and also at the neighborhood association level. San Jose, unlike uh, uh, other cities in the country, we do listen a lot to the neighborhood associations at the neighborhood level. We have, um, it's a city of 1.1 million people, but we have uh, almost 300 registered and active neighborhood groups. And um, either the council members or their staff go to those neighborhood associations and get involved. And I think some of our community understand that. And that's why I'm seeing more and more involvement at that level, because it's an opportunity to say, this is important to me and what's going on in my street and and my quality of life. And um, I, I think that that's an important key indicator. And if if people kind of get the bug and, and like that and want to proceed to the next level, by all means. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, last question for you. I mean, I hope it's not a loaded question, but what's in the future for you? Will you stay with the city? Do you think you'll ever run for office? Um, my wife has said no to the latter, <laughs> but uh, definitely, <laughs> staying in, <laughs> definitely um, staying involved um, in the mayor's office. And um, I feel like there's a lot of things that I'd like to see move forward with both the um, local Portuguese community, as well as a lot of our neighborhoods and want to stay involved in the mayor's office. I feel like I, uh, it's a 
great opportunity to, um, like I said, stay in as an advocate role uh, on on the inside. And um, the mayor's coming up on re-election, and we're hoping that that'll um, be be positive. And um, I'll be doing this for at least another four years. Fantastic. Well, good luck to you, and hopefully you can be a great, uh, as you have been, a great uh, uh, bridge to the Portuguese-American community in the mayor's office. I think that's uh, one of the important things that we need to construct throughout uh, the United States, uh, certainly is in cities where we have a good presence of Portuguese-Americans, you know, numerically speaking, that there is this connection, and as you've proven, it can be done uh, from an appointed and for, from a career standpoint instead of just a public uh, office standpoint. And so congratulations and good luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And again, thank you for uh, having me on. I'm honored that uh, I'm the first uh, non-elected person that you're interviewing. <laughs> no, and it was it was great. And I hope all of our listeners uh, enjoyed the conversation as well and, and take some of your advice. So thank you, Paul, for, for participating. And for those of you listening, if you have not clicked subscribe yet, please hit the subscribe button and send us your feedback. Uh, the email address is palcus at palcus.org. Let us know what you think, questions we should be asking, topics we should be talking about, people we should interview. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, this will help other Portuguese interested in this, these topics find us and, and uh, listen to the podcast. And we thank you for your time and uh, sharing your part of your day with us. And until next time, have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Politicus, the official podcast of Palcus, the Portuguese American Leadership Council of the United States. Palcus is the premier national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community at large. To learn more about Palcus and how to become a member or to make a donation, visit www.palcus.org. To submit feedback or suggestions about the podcast, email us at palcus at palcus.org. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of the show are not endorsed by Palcus. <laughs>